Hey everyone, Sean here with the GBS Podcast, coming at you with some big news. GBS is now available at a new home, anchor.fm slash Doctor Who. That's right, that's anchor.fm slash Doctor Who. Brand new home for us. This allows y'all to interact with the show more than you've ever been able to do in the past. You can leave voice messages for us that we could potentially play on the podcast episode. You can also donate to the show this time. That's right, you can donate. Help us make this show even better for you in the future. Though it's free for y'all to listen to, it is not free for us to make. Though we enjoy making it, so anything you do will help us. We are still available on all your other streaming platforms as well. Just remember, we have a new home. Go check it out, anchor.fm slash Doctor Who. And let's get started with this week's episode. So, all of time and space, everything that ever happened or ever will, where do you want to start? Welcome to this week's episode of the Gallifrey Broadcasting System. It's your host, Jace. And Sean. And we are coming at you with our review of episode 6 of series 11, Demons of the Punjab. Punjab? Punjab. Demons. <laughs> Is that, I think that's a new thing we're going to do every week where we just make fun of the title because we can't say it properly. It, it, so, Saranga. Sarunga. Topanga. <laughs> <laughs> Some of you guys know this, some of you don't. I actually edit the podcast myself. I, I do all the work, the legwork. I literally do nothing but talk. <laughs> and <laughs> I was listening to the edit before I released last week's episode, and I had to edit a part where we were saying the word saranga. And so I heard the word like over and 20 over and times, and, over and it and was over. so annoying. It was so annoying, so I really hope we don't have to do that this week with the word. I think word. we'll stay away from saying Punjab a lot. Punjab. 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 Anyway. Anyway, yeah, moving on. Uh, but before we get into our review, uh, we wanted to talk about some new news. Now, as you guys heard at the beginning of the podcast, we have a new home, anchor.fm slash Dr. Who. And the transition from this, or from our old, from our old platform to our new platform has been a nightmare yeah so some of y'all as y'all some of y'all have reached out to us and said that it's not available on certain platforms right now the last episode wasn't on there Mm -hmm. it's it's because they think we're copywriting ourselves right okay so (laughs) we used a platform before called blueberry and that was the way that we distributed the podcast to external sources now, obviously, on the OmniFringe radio page, it's easy. You just go on there and you click it and it's done. But people who are using iTunes or uh, uh, other listening platforms know that it would take a little time for it to get on there. Well, now, since we have a different platform and these episodes are being re-uploaded, mm-hmm. the, the platformers are coming back to us basically saying, you know, that we're plagiarizing. Plagiarizing ourselves. But we're, yeah, we're... Yeah, so it's going to take some time, but... 
you know, so that's a negative. But the, there's a lot of pluses, as you heard on there. There's a lot of new features that we have. With yeah, Anchor. it's it's great. It's it's actually something me and our producer over at Omnifringe Radio, Vince Wilson, were talking about, which. Like, man, I wish we'd have known about this from the start. Yeah, the ability for y'all to leave messages to us right, right. there, uh, awesome. and we can put it on here. You know, y'all can tell us what you think about the certain episode. I mean, mm -hmm. you can still use Facebook and, you know, email us or any of that sort of stuff, but the ability for y'all to be more interactive, I think, is a huge plus. Right, right. It's great, and it's all just one central home. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you can listen to the podcast still through iTunes or Google Play or Spotify, whatever you listen to podcasts through. Trust me, we're on there. You, all you gotta do is just search GBS. That's right. So enough business. We, yes. We've, we've, we've got it into the ground. Let's jump into this week's Doctor News. Well, I've got some news for you, dudes. So yes, this week we actually have a, a good little amount to talk about. Some new. Things coming out in terms of audio books, audio adventures from Big Finish. Um, we got some ratings coming out that we have some final numbers on uh, Syringa and the you know some not quite final numbers on the Punjab episode, but some interesting little facts there that uh, we'll hit on. So talking about the audio adventures, you remember Jenny? You mean the woman who's married to the, the doctor, the daughter of the doctor? That's God. the the daughter of the doctor that's married to the doctor of the. Doctor? It's confusing. <laughs> I've heard David Tennant in interviews say like, it, it it's it's a mess. Like, yeah. If, on on the outside, if you if you pull Doctor Who away from that equation, it's just a man and a woman who worked together and they met each other and they got married. Yeah, yeah. But it when you throw Doctor Who in there, it makes it really really Complicated. confusing. And I think I think Peter Davison said it best. He's like, you know, people come up to me now and they ask me about them. They don't even ask about me as the Doctor. They <laughs> yeah. ask how it's like. To be the, You'd be the father of... It's like, <laughs> the I played Doctor Who, you know. <laughs> yeah, I was there first, actually. <laughs> you know, but mo uh, moving on, they actually have a... Big Finish is doing a Legacy of Time. It's like a family reunion. It's called the Legacy of Time. Um, it's a huge, epic, like 20 years of Doctor Who audio. And Ginny uh, actually ends up meeting, I guess, the younger version of her father. But really, it's her real father. I don't know. See, Doctor Wait, Who is confusing. So, uh, Georgia Moffat or Georgia? Georgia Moffat. Georgia well, Tennant. No, yeah, that was I her know. Name before, but Georgia, Georgia Tennant. Yeah, is reprising the roles. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's she's been she's had the roles. She has her own. Jenny has the Doctor's daughter her own audio adventures. So right. She's she's already been doing these. But yes, now she has this. And it's not just her in this box set. There's like. There, this huge thing, this huge 20th anniversary is where they're going to bring people together that have maybe never met before in the Doctor Who universe. Old and new or colliding and people are meeting people for the first time and you know it's it's going to be really interesting but I think this adventure of Jenny meeting the Doctor a younger version of her father in terms of Doctor Who is really interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's super super interesting and it's obviously it's cool that uh uh, you know, father daughter get to work together, and then there's the dine. Yeah, I, it, it's interesting. It is. It's very like it's just I don't know when the, when it comes to those two or even those three. It's weird to say because you really know who they are, right? You know? Right. But um, so good news. You remember last year how we were devastated that the Doctor Who exhibition was closing in uh, Cardiff. Remember they had that Doctor Who that oh, huge yeah, Doctor the, Who experience. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It closed. And, you know, they left like taxpayers with like it was like a million pounds or something like that with a bill. Well, guess what? They're opening another one back up. Really? This year, yeah. Um, opening up a new Doctor Who exhibition is 
I think it's going to be in well the wealth capital by like BBC Studios. Um, if I could be wrong, I don't I don't live over there. But it's a uh, it's actually pretty cool because what I looked up on it, there's actually a castle there. Uh, it's going to be development at the Cardiff Castle, I think. So that's actually pretty freaking cool. But they're mm. gonna, it's going to be a huge new Doctor Who experience. So I'm glad they're bringing that back because yeah, I wonder if they'll have Jody involved with it somehow because I remember with the old experience, Peter Capaldi was was there, right? He t and he took over because yeah. initially the experience was. Uh, the eleventh Doctor, played by Matt Smith, was the you know they had video interactive parts of mm -hmm. the experience. He actually came out for a kids thing I think once. He actually showed up and actually like came out the back after the little video thing. Peter Cavaldi. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He came out of it I think. Yeah, I saw um, a video about that. Yeah, it was pretty neat. So that's gonna be really interesting. I'm hoping one day I'll get to go to something like that over there. You know? Oh man, I would. Love I, I want to go so bad, even to one of the conventions. I would go to. I would literally uh, go across the pond, as they say. Yeah, to do that stuff. So that's nice. I could get this wrong. This is a this is a UK company, Lavarzi, Lavarzi. Mm -hmm. You know, they're uh, an apparel company. Uh, they do like a lot of scarves, but they're expanding their winter collection for Doctor Who. They have all sorts of different Doctor Who apparel now out now. You got sweaters, scarves, gloves. You know anything you can think of. You know, actually on that point, on apparel, what do you think is the most popular pattern for Doctor Who that you see on everything? You mean like? Like the, kind of like a design, I guess, or something that's significant in the Doctor Who universe, other than the TARDIS, that you just see printed on all sorts of stuff. Well, if you exclude like the faces of the Doctors yeah. themselves or something, um, like if you're not talking about a specific character, uh, uh, the Van Gogh thing. Yeah, actually, I was about to say that too. The Van Gogh, the like where the TARDIS explodes and Van Gogh had painted it in this. What is it, Starry Night? Or, oh, right. Yeah, I think that's too. I, I can think of so many things right now that I see that everywhere mm -hmm. you know no matter where you go so yeah if you're into doctor who apparel that and you want some winter clothing they have sweaters out with daleks and cybermen and scarves and with tardises and all sorts of stuff you're saying this now. and i'm just picturing me wearing nothing but doctor who apparel. <laughs> or the uh, <laughs> fry from futurama holding the money you know, take my yeah, money just shut up and take my money you've already made yeah. the sale yeah. <laughs> like, stop now we're going to talk about this episode but i think this is really interesting because as i was looking at the ratings for the mm -hmm. latest episode, Demons of Punjab, and comparing it to last week's Saranga Conundrum, it's actually pretty interesting. Because remember last time we were talking about, I was on the side of the ratings are, typically, are about the same, no matter what the millions of viewers show, the percentage for that show that day right, on Sunday. Right, you're saying the same amount of people who were we watching it, television. It's just less people watched it that weekend. Yeah. Okay, so here's, for y'all, we have some final numbers now from the Saranga Conundrum, which is going to lead into what I want to say. It was about 7.76 million viewers watched it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so for the whole week, that week, Doctor Who came in sixth of the shows watched. Okay, that's pretty good for a whole week mm -hmm. of shows. Now, if we compare that to Demons of Punjab, remember last week it was about 30% of viewer audiences watched Saranga. Right. This week, we dropped down about 2 million viewers, 5.77 million viewers. And this isn't... Now, mind you, this is not definitive data yet this is just well you're what you're talking about for episode six is unofficial numbers uh, versus episode, the actual official numbers now for episode five yeah so it could it could change but there's still something i want to i want to see here and it, I, I i might have a you know a foot in my mouth from last week you might be right so right. and which is what i'm bringing up is so we have we're estimating about 5.77 million viewers at 27.5 percent of the total audience so we dropped about three percent 
this week, mm-hmm. and the show went from it, it could they say hopefully it'll go up a little bit, but it came in eleventh this week rather than sixth compared to the week before. I hate to say, I told you so. Yeah, but obviously there's something going on with the writing that is is making people turn away from it. Now we've speculated on that. Obviously, we say this a hundred times. We're not experts, so we're just guessing at it. Yeah, of course. But, th- but th- it's indisputable that there's something going on that's making people watch the show less. Now, this isn't all hands on deck. Yeah. Obviously, the show is uh, pulling in great numbers. Shows would kill for these kind of numbers. Well, maybe more people that weekend watched it after the fact, you know, on a streaming service like we do. Right. You know, it could be that too, but, you know, I'm always going to be on the side that I don't think those numbers prove what's actually the most popular. That's, that's just how I feel. I don't think those numbers prove, if there was a way to track all the other ways people watch, I think things would be so varied it would be ridiculous. Right. You can also got to contend with the fact that, see, the conventional way of thinking when it came to television, when ratings essentially equaled money, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's how they they got what they want. With advertisers and everything like that. uh, Doctor Who has a leg up on other shows because of its merchandising. Yeah. Most shows, uh, you can pretty much name any show on that list from A to Z, none of them is doing the type of merchandising and licensing that Doctor Who is doing. No, absolutely. I agree with you there. And that, and so I take those ratings with a grain of salt, but there is still some truth there. When you, I told you that I would feel uncomfortable if we dropped about 3 to 4% in a week, and we did <laughs> right. So, so again, it's one week. I don't know if it's indicative of that episode itself. It could be indicative of the ser- the episode before or the series as a whole. I, I was about to really say that. I, sometimes, to me, it might be the episode before it. You know, because if an episode's bad, you may wait a little bit longer to watch the next one. But if an episode's great, you might be willing to re- watch that episode, uh, next one right away. Mm-hmm. You know. So, but I just thought that was really interesting. That kind of leads us into what we're going to say and what our review is of this episode. Right, so let's jump into it. We're talking about episode six, Demons of the Punjab, or Punjab. We're Americans, we apologize. We're going to jump into some of the characters for this episode. As always, we talk about the Doctor first. Uh, so what do you think of Doc? What do you think of the Doctor in this episode so far? Uh, I actually like the Doctor in this episode. There, to me, there wasn't as as much of like a plot hole with her in this one. You know, last time we talked about her being injured and it meaning nothing. I'll, okay. So, I'll throw one. something at you, though. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What are you going to give me? So, obviously everyone listening has seen the episode. Yeah. We hope you have, anyways. Yeah, if you haven't, what are you doing? Yeah, stop. Now. Go watch the Spoiler episode. alert. There was a thing that I, I kind of stuck with me at the beginning, is that the doctor comes out, you know, they land in 1947 mm-hmm. in uh, India slash Pakistan. Yeah. And... As soon as they get out of the TARDIS and start walking, the Doctor gets hit with a message. And it's we learn out, we learn later that's the Sajarians. Thajarians? Yeah, it's Thajarians. Thajarians who sent a mental image in her brain or whatever. Why? Why at that point? We learn later that that's how they, just how they communicate. And it ends up happening to all the characters. But in that moment, and it happened two, maybe three times. I think it was, I think it was two. Why did, like, okay, you could say, well, maybe they were just broadcasting a message out. Why didn't everyone get it then? Well, the doctor, I don't know, the doctor is more 
See, it's Doctor Who. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't consider that a pop. That didn't resonate with me as a. It was who an inconsistency. Cares. Yeah, but there's always we're, inconsistencies. Well, look, we're doing a Doctor I know, Who podcast. But we're to gonna me, nitpick it. You asked me how I felt. We'll get to you. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> but I thought the Doctor had a. I thought this was a good episode for the Doctor. I get. To, I got to see some things that I've been missing from the Doctor thus far with the like little uh, transport. What did she call those? The little, you know, the little teleport? Transmat locks. Transmat locks. You know, where it would, like, send people away. You don't, I haven't seen her do that in recent episodes, where she uses some of their own stuff against them type right. of stuff. You know, we haven't seen that. That's, that's like a doctor thing to me. You know, you utilize their own weapons technology. or technology against yeah. them to help prove a point or do what you need to do by time or whatever. Right. I did like... As always, I do like Jodie's performance. It has nothing to do with the actress herself. I did feel like the Doctor stepped more out of, what would I call it, boring box? No, I agree. That uh, the Doctor's been in the last few episodes, but not very much. I did enjoy a lot of the dialogue the Doctor had. I did too. Talking about... The the one where they're sitting there and it's like, oh, this is fun. You know, I didn't get to do this when I was a man. Right, right. I, I, I like poking fun at that stuff. And I, I, I see more and more, and, and we really, really hit the nail on the head earlier on mm-hmm. talking about the series, about the quippiness. Of yeah, the yeah, yeah. Uh, another word I would use is, like, plucky. Yeah. Where she's, she well, the, really just... I was going to say, define it first. Right. She's always doing that, talking... And then, like, kind of, it's almost like she answers she has, herself. Right, she has an argument with herself. Yeah, yeah. So she does that a lot. It seems to be a very, a very exclusive thing to this doctor. Is yeah. kind of like. And we talked about it before the show. So this series and this episode, and, and I feel like the doctor is more apt to let other people help. Like when she's talking to Prim, and is like, "I'm gonna go figure out what's going on," and Prim's like, "I'm coming with you," and she goes, "No," like you know, you expect the doctor to do. It's dangerous. Don't do it. But then he goes, I know the Force better than anyone. And she goes, oh, yeah, okay. And she did that on the previous episode, too. Right. I brought that point up. Yeah. She's that, le- she's more apt to not back down. Right. Or, or more apt to back down, rather. Sorry. Right. And I, I, I see that, that this this Doctor really is a, a complete coin flip with the 12th Doctor. Mm-hmm. 12th Doctor was very... Um, I'm doing this. Dominating. Shut up and let me do this. Right, like yeah. dominating, control the situation, even to his own fault. You mm-hmm. know, this doctor is not that way at all. Uh, the doctor, I, I enjoyed somewhat. It ended up that, in reality, her and I guess the, all the companions really had no, no impact on what actually happened, and that's that's my whole kind of point of this episode and we'll go through it as we go yeah, on yeah, yeah. Is, is that this episode had nothing on the line and I know you're going to be like what are you talking about but we'll, we'll get into that we'll, yeah we'll get into it so uh, we'll talk about two of the I guess really minor supporting characters in this episode in terms of the gang is Graham and Ryan I'll say this about Graham he's great I think he delivers the best dialogue he does I, and his emotion Right. Even with the small, like like you said, very minuscule part, really, in the episode, but his audio and his dialect and what he, the way he portrays certain emotions, mm-hmm. is just great. You love him, no matter when he's on screen. Right. Yeah. Graham really is far and beyond 
the best character of series 11 in my opinion and that's including the doctor i think bradley walsh does a great job his acting is superb it's great one of the things that really stood out for me was the scene uh towards the end you know that the, the character prim is about to die and yeah. all the you know everyone in the tardis gang knows that and you can tell that like he's getting him ready for his wedding and you he but he knows what's about to happen and he knows that he's about to die and and graham just has like he almost has tears in his eyes they're not really tears coming down it was just like he gives a guy the hug and he goes you know you're a good you're a good man just you know all we can do is try to be good men right and it, it's a it delivers a great line delivers a great performance because he's not sobbing or anything like that no. but he's also not callous to it he's very much on that line of like without saying anything you can tell like that he's hurting for it but he knows that he's got they have no choice but to let it happen yeah but i think in prim's eyes he he sees it as a guy that's just who just cares for him cares for him and he's he's about to get married you know what i mean so it's right it's us as an audience yeah we go he's hurting Mm-hmm. But as if I was just prim, then I'd be like, wow, I barely know this guy, and he's happy for me getting married, you know, and stuff like that, and he cares. But yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, Graham is just, Bradley Walsh does a great job. Yeah, so I enjoyed Graham uh, in this episode, as I do in pretty much every episode. I, I especially loved it when he was talking about how he was like, oh, yeah, I, I, I'm exclusively here just to, uh, what did he say? I'm exclusively here just to get insulted. Get insulted, basically. yeah. I was like, I'm exclusively here just to get insulted. Yeah. He, uh, he de- <laughs> delivers a great. He delivers the best lines, and I love his chemistry with the not just the doctor, but just the whole situation of traveling in time. Yeah, you know, he's he's always optimistic about it. He's like, look at what we're doing, and I he, think, he helps Yaz in the episode. You know, realize right. some things. You know, we're here. Look what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're getting to experience a part of your grandmother's life that you never got to see before, or you never may you never hear about. And I think the. The back, going all the way back to episode one, I think that was probably one of the things that really has helps establish Graham's character is the mm-hmm. positivity of his wife Grace. Yeah, is like now that she's gone, it's almost like he inherited. I was going to say that he kind of carries her positivity around now. Right, which kind of like his way to hold on to her. Which I, I enjoyed that, so I, I did enjoy Graham in this episode. Ryan, um, I was about to say Ryan, Amy something from the episode other than he had like a smart aleck remark when they were inside the he was very much a a fly on the wall in this episode he was just a filler with dialogue and there was really nothing dynamic about him and and i can understand that because this was obviously a yaz episode which we'll talk about this is again the problem that we've been talking about and talking about is with so many companions that it's hard one or two have to be set aside in right. an episode. If you're going to focus on one, then the other two kind of have to take a sideline. Unless you kind of combine their stories together in that episode, like we've seen with Graham and Ryan. Right. But Yaz, you can't do that, I don't think. Who can you... How can, I haven't seen it. Who do you combine into the episode to make it dynamic and propel two people forward? Right. I, 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 didn't, I didn't understand why... You know they had to do the, this many companions, but it is what it is, and they they obviously have to stick with it now. I th- I think the problem now is trying to keep us emotionally invested in all of them by the yeah. time the series is over, and so far 
they haven't done a great job of that. It just so happens this episode, Ryan was the victim. Yes, I agree with you there. So we move on to Yaz. Obviously, this episode's all about Yaz. Chunk of, it's all Yaz again. You know, we have another Yaz family story. Right. This time we go back into the past to her, what is she called, Nani? Nanny. I think it's N-A-N-I. I think it's Nani. I think she says Nani, though. I don't remember. But her grandmother. So we go back and see kind of her life, you know, back before she went to Sheffield and all that sort of stuff. And I honestly have to say I think this was a good episode for you guys. I thought she had, in my opinion, you know, you may you may think otherwise, but I thought there was more emotion there for her when she first gets there and she's excited to see her grandmother and she's trying not to spoil things. And then later on she's like, no, this can't be right. You're not supposed to marry him. You know, we got to fix this. And, you know, I, just, I think there was more for Yaz. Not that I think it really propelled her story forward or her character. I just think it was a good episode for her. Right. I, I again... This is something that can't be said enough, is the actors' performances are great. Mm-hmm. There's, not, there's no one, I feel, who's not up to par to be a part of this show. And uh, the only thing is, is that the, the writing, it almost feels disconnected. Like, obviously there was tons of emotional stuff going on with... Yaz in this episode, and, and the you know they played it off well, but it was hard as a a viewer to be emotionally invested in it because this is kind of what happens when you go back in time in a time travel story. And you know how it ends. Like obviously you know that her grandmother ends up with someone else. Right. So it, it the whole time you're more inquisitive than you are. Well, yeah. How how does she end up with that guy? You know, right. which we never really find out. But you you see, I don't know. I, I I kind of disagree, but I kind of agree. I think that that was a good. I thought that was a good story for Yaz and Yaz's family. But like I said, it didn't do anything to propel her character forward. Mm-hmm. It was just an episode. It was just a story for her. Right. Like, what does that do for her future character? Right. Did did she come to some realization? Did what what happened to? In the future episodes, if she's going to be around as a companion, what did that do for her? Well, that's the whole problem with this entire story. Is that, obviously, when they go back, and I was going to save talking about this character for these characters for later, but we'll go ahead and do it now, okay. is the uh, Thajarians. So that's the plot, right? Immediately at the beginning, we get hit with these characters. We don't know who they are. Demons or whatever. And that's the stakes. That's why they stick around. I would say the first half of this episode, before the reveal of who the Thajarians actually are, I would I would have said it's a maybe a B plus episode. Like I was actually interested. Who are these characters? Why is this happening? You know, what does the Doctor have to do to stop it? Yeah, why are they killing off these random people? Or and then we find out who the Thajarians are, and it was a bait and switch. Now they they obviously revealed to be. They, their race were assassins, but they're not anymore, and their home planet was destroyed, and they have to honor, they honor their dead, and now they go all through time and space honoring any dead person... That wasn't... That was alone. Yeah, that was alone in death. So they honor the dead. There's a lot of things I, I don't, that I feel like are inconsistent with that one. How could the doctor not know that? Well, she said she never. She only heard about them. She never met, met them before. They're they're an old. She said they're one of the ancient races. 
So she knew about them from the ancient races, what she knew about them. Right, but they've been around, they've been doing, they even said in the dialogue they've been doing it for thousands of generations or something like that. And how many dead people have existed all through time and space? This one character meets him twice in his life. You're telling me the doctor never... Okay. It's possible. I'm just saying it's possible. I, I don't think that's a really a big hole. I don't. I don't I'm not it saying it's a hole. Like I said, it's just an inconsistency. I don't. I think. I think. I, I think you're reading too much into that one. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah. I think you're reading too much into that one. I uh, I disagree. I thought the villains. I was with you. I was interested. I was with them. The Thajarians. I was like, oh, cool. Okay, assassins. What's happening? Why are they killing these people? You know, because even their dialogue was like, we're not going to stop us. What we're doing. You know, I agree with you in a sense. Why couldn't they just come straight out and say we're not killing people? You know, there had to be some sort of tense tension there, I guess. Right, but the tension was a facade is what I'm saying. Yeah, but we've seen stuff like that before. I thought it worked well with the episode. And we'll get to it when we, I guess, talk about the full review of the episode. But I thought it worked. I thought the episode was good. I thought the villain, you thought the villain was this. You were bait and switched. And really the villain was just the people there like what's his what's his name manish manish the brother yeah so let's talk about manish we'll talk about manish prim and umbreen all in one all in one thing yeah so umbreen is yaz's grandmother Mm -hmm. so we get her younger self and she's getting married to prim who is not yaz's grandmother or grandfather so technically he was (laughs) in a way (laughs) so obviously so obviously that leaves with uh, Yaz with questions. I thought that the character of Umbreen was interesting for a for a minor character. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're there just to support the story that Yaz is is looking into. Yeah, I didn't much care for Prim. Obviously, no. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Obviously, they made it out. The whole episode was to build to him being like a great person who eventually loses his life. Which, gosh, man, how much death is there in this? Every episode, I feel like, yeah. But what, what he, how the character acts and everything like that, he's actually, like, yeah, he does nice things, but he does not have a very nice demeanor. I mean, I, mean, I guess, but his... He, it's again where we're in the episode, and we feel that we get the sense that he's like, no, it shouldn't matter. You know, this land has been ours for generations. Right. Okay. That's... You know, but his brother, who was young, grew up to be kind of like I guess how I mean it's another one of those political things. But the way it is, they're all, everyone's split. You know, but we'll talk about. I guess we can talk about that in a minute. You can cut this part out. I just because I want to talk about it during the verdict. I'm trying not to talk about the verdict before we get to the verdict. Yeah, so I, I see what you're saying about Prem, that obviously they're in a, a very tense, hostile situation, something that you and I could never imagine. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like Umbreen had a sort of a sort of glee yeah. hidden behind all the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, angst yeah. and everything. Well, she was the anchor for the episode. The whole episode was around her, technically. Right. However, with Prim, you didn't really see that. Like, he was very much down and everything. I, I, I'm trying to think of... He maybe only smiled once in the whole episode, and that was when... Well, he's seen a lot of death. Right. And that's, okay. He was in the war. I just felt like 
I think as someone that's been in a war and I, you know, you can, he had that demeanor about him. Like you said, he's not very, I guess, gleeful, mm-hmm. but he still had a out good outlook on life. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think the only thing that really upset or not upset me, but made me realize that the episode was not entirely on the rails for me was that the big moment obviously is Prim getting shot. And I I felt like the way the episode was constructed was to make you feel that to really like that, that would really hurt. But because we knew in the very beginning that obviously this is not Yaz's grandfather. Obviously, something is going to happen. Yeah, but that's not necessarily true. Necessarily true. But go ahead. So, we knew something was going to happen. Maybe not him dying, but something. Yeah, but that could have been. We could have never seen that. Maybe they were married for a few years, and then something happened. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, though. At some point. Yeah. Well, that's true. But I felt, at least in my viewing experience, that that was not impactful to me because I knew something was going to happen. So when he, this is going to sound terrible, when he died, I felt nothing. <laughs> I felt nothing. You, you, you horrible man. I know. But, I, um. So the, his brother, the character of Manish, I get that character. It's hard for me to kind of understand the, the significance of this event because us being Americans, we're not entirely familiar with how India, you know, it was originally a colony yeah but you don't have to understand that it's it's the overall message of how people listen to i guess i don't want to say big wigs but like in a political standpoint people listen to those politicians they these these con- this country has been a country of all these races and everything put together religious practices all kind of put in one everyone's been doing fine right they and then all of a sudden because someone says there's a border now and said they should split hindu and muslim it's 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 all of a sudden an issue right because someone said so and that's prim's point is we've been like this forever just because one day does not change you know generations of us living together because someone said that now this is a border right and I, like i said i but, understand but manish that. manish grew up during that in my mind, anyways. Obviously, I mean, we knew he grew we up there, but assume. you have to assume he grew up in that listening to these people on the radio because that actually the radio was a they mentioned that how Manish listens to these important people on the radio saying all these bad things, and he's I guess he's took in he's he's absorbed into it where Muslims and Hindus should be split, you know, and that's the disconnect there, and that's kind of what I think the message was. Is even Prim at the, before he gets shot looks up at a guy pointing a rifle at him and goes, dude, we fought together. Right. We were on the same side. And because I married a Hindu woman, I'm an enemy? All of a sudden, in one day? I think that there's, I think that's a powerful message there. I, I agree with you. I just felt like that there, because the way that it was constructed, constructed it fell a little flat for me. Mm-hmm. And, there, and that, that was just due to the bait and switch and the fact that if you pull if you pull the doctor and the companions out nothing changes but i i want to go over our complete overview when we get to our verdict yeah there was a couple other minor things i wanted to talk about one was 
something that I, while we were watching the episode, I even mentioned to you, which was the TARDIS. Yes, yes. So we, we both kind of realized the same thing, but yeah, you brought it to light. So one of the things I've noticed about the TARDIS is that every time we're in the TARDIS in this series, it's all close-ups. Like, have we gotten a complete no. shot of the console, like a wide shot of the console at all? No, and, and the thing is, is that if you notice from previous seasons past of New Who, we have a lot of going in the TARDIS, people walking around, talking, you know, mm. figuring out where they're going to go. Things are happening in the TARDIS. They land, and then they're finally in the like episode. Like, a lot of dialogue happens in and, the TARDIS. And then the episode gets to where it's going to go. This, it's not the case. It's kind of like a, a classic Who-esque way, where right. you're not in the TARDIS really at all. The episode starts, you're where you need to be, you're out of the TARDIS, you may go in it once, and then you're out of it again. But yes, there's... A sense that they I, I don't know why the TARDIS feels smaller to me yeah I think is. I've said that before but even with the close-ups on the camera it's like the TARDIS is it's tinier right well we have all those those big crystal things mm -hmm. and we got rid of the second story the second kind of floor-esque right that and we were as used far to. as we know we've gotten rid of the bottom part yeah too. the bottom part too so it's like it's just a floor with a TARDIS and some decorations I right mean, but I agree with you there. Just it's all close-ups. I don't think we've seen people's full bodies really, even unless they're in the background, maybe. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm curious if that's just what they're trying to do is make it more classic-esque, where you're not in the TARDIS a whole lot. Or maybe they just can't because of the way it's designed. Can't shoot it because they would constantly be blo the block. The blocking would be wrong. Right. Because with the of way the, the TARDIS crystals. Yeah, that you yeah. would actually not be able to see everything. The blocking would be wrong. Uh, I, I, okay, I, I understand. I don't know, but I, I find it really, really annoying. Because mm. I just I want to see it all. And I know that this is absolutely nitpicking. Like, this is. Yeah, it does nothing for the story, but yeah. No, I agree I, with you there, though. I, I just I want to see more of the TARDIS. And I feel like, you know, the an, another thing about the TARDIS was I guess you were right. It's just I, I assumed that there was going to be some kind of peril with the, the TARDIS at the end of the last episode because it was a big focus of the episode for the Doctor was that she wanted to get back to the TARDIS. It was in a scrapyard. They mm -hmm. were gone for several days. She doesn't want anyone touching it, yada, yada, yada. And I told you, they just transported her there and got it back. And as far as we know, <laughs> yep. they got it back with no problem, no problem. whatsoever. Yeah. Exactly. So, that again, now it even goes back to last episode is the, uh, the urgency of the Doctor trying to get back to the TARDIS was really not that Well, we important. beat that last episode into the hole. It was bad. We, uh, we ended up, as we talked about it, lowered our ratings from right. <laughs> to really low. Right, but it see, the episodes in this series, more than any other series of New Who, feel so separate from each other. And I know they said that. I know that they said that these stories were going to be all individual stories, they weren't going to be two parters or everything like that. But, but we had what the first two episodes mentioned this was it stems up uh, that's twice. I know that's what I'm saying though. So you you got set up in the first two episodes to think that we're going to have this stems arc because the guy gets away. We hear the name again and then nothing, <laughs> nothing. So unless it unless I boy tell you it would be a shock if we get to the end and then we find out that there was something in every episode and we just didn't notice it like it's just like a some minuscule thing right and it could be but i, I, don't, I don't know see it. i don't see it either i don't see how each episode and you know it's okay 
TV shows are like that. Not every episode has something to do with the previous episode. Right. You know, but I would like to see it somehow mesh. I don't even know if mesh is the right word. But propel the season forward somehow. Right. Character development. But if you were to take this episode and just remove it. It would have no bearing on anything. It didn't do anything for anyone. Well, not only would this story not have any bearing on anything in terms of how the character, where the, where the characters are, and how they developed, the only I guess arc in this whole story is Yaz loving her grandmother more. Yeah, like I'm really, so. like she goes from loving her grandmother to loving her grandmother more and more. Yeah, like that's not really an arc. There's no other arc. In this story, not with the Doctor, Graham, Ryan, no one. Yeah. The other thing that I, I keep harping on is is that because of the initial peril of this story, we assume that the Doctor has to interject because there's aliens, there's things going on, maybe they're interrupting the timeline or something like that. And that's happened in stories past where the Doctor, there's a fixed historical event that the Doctor has to be a part of because it could be unfixed based off of actions of, of characters that have come in, you know, from different timelines or things like that. that. That happens. In this story, we can only assume that without the the Doctor and the companions, the story w would have played out the same. Well, obviously it would have played out. I mean, okay, no, I see what you're Not obviously, because we do see a lot of times where them going back in time is really what set those events forward. Right. This one, I don't know. There may be an argument. If I would have watched, I'd have to watch it again because we we've only seen it once. Mm -hmm. I, but there may be some aspects, maybe some ways they brought characters to do certain things or convinced them to do certain things that maybe led to the story the way it is. Because if they wouldn't have gotten involved, I don't know. I, I'd have to see it again. There may be a, there may be an argument there, but I don't have one for you right now. It, it, if there is one, obviously it's not a strong one. It, I feel like it should have been impactful the way they're there. I do think there is something to the. This is, this is could be argued, but this was actually something you said to me while we were watching it. Mm -hmm. Was how could Umbreen not recognize Yaz? Yeah, and it, I, yeah. I mean, it was a long time ago. Maybe I don't know, but I feel like. She would have recognized. She obviously didn't see the doctor in them again, but as far as we know. But Yaz, yeah, as Yaz got older, you think she would have been like. The same name. Because it, it was obviously probably one of the most important things that ever happened to her in her and life. And she even says Yaz in the episode. She right. goes by Yaz. Now, I may have to watch the beginning of that episode again because I was kind of wondering. There was some certain dialogue that. Uh, Umbreen was saying to Yaz at the beginning of the episode, before they went back and the episode really started, that maybe she did know. And she was like, you know, you can't change this watch, don't get it fixed, you know, and stuff like that. How she didn't want to talk about it, you know, she was like, you'll realize, you'll, you know, when, we're, when you're older. There may be something there, maybe I'll just have to see it again to where she did know. And she just, I don't know, she just didn't want to tell her. Wanted her because she knew she would find out on her own. Yeah, I don't, I don't think. I think the way I may they, be looking really hard into that one. I think you are, um, because I, I, I really feel like the way the episode was designed, there was nothing, at least by my viewing, to make me think that 
Umbreen had any knowledge of there yeah. being time travel or her granddaughter going back in time. I think she really, it, the the episode really wanted you to feel like it was just something that she overlooked and it happened yeah. a long time ago, so obviously she wouldn't know. Because, yeah, in my mind, when Yaz's mother gave birth and goes, this is Yaz. She's not going to, yeah. She would have been like, I knew a Yaz. Yeah. Right. She's not going to know it right away. The, the, argu- the only argument in my brain that... The only argument in my brain that makes me think that there's a the only reason I can think of that would make me think that Umbreen wouldn't recognize her is because she watched Yaz grow up. Like that that she, that she took a mental image that she had and then it was you know maybe not corrupted but distorted because mm-hmm. of her own grandmother or granddaughter. That's my only reasoning, it, but it, it does feel like a small inconsistency. If the Doctor or Graham or Ryan were anywhere in that, I would That'd immediately, be yeah, immediately been like, "Whoa, how do you not?" The Doctor's wearing the same thing she wore then. You know, right. it's pretty obvious to tell. But you know, we we've talked about all the characters. We've kind of talked about some of the uh, plot a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I'm really curious. What do, what is your what is your overall verdict to the episode? So. How many jelly babies? Yeah. Would you like a jelly baby? Would you care for a jelly baby? Would you like a jelly baby? I would rate this 2.75. 2.75 out of 5? Out of 5. 2.75 jelly babies. So it's like two jelly babies fully, and, and then you, one where you took a nibble off of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you were Just like, like I'm not nibble. that flavor. Yeah, you are like, yeah. I don't like that flavor. Put it down. Yeah. I'm going to give it a 4. 4? Yeah. 4? Yeah. I know I, said right. some, I know I said some things that, you know... Let's jump into it. ...might then. not coincide with a four, but I really enjoyed the episode. For the This is the first episode that I actually enjoyed, apart from Rosa. We haven't talked about that at all yet. Right. So, none of these views have anything to do with Rosa. Y'all don't get verdicts on that yet. Yeah, we're still working on that. <laughs> yes, so... So, you like this episode. I do. I like the episode... What and for the ever... first time, because you know how I am when I watch Doctor Who, this has nothing to do with what my rating has nothing to do with, with what I think it is doing for the future of the series. Just as an episode itself, because that's all I'm giving a verdict on, I enjoyed the episode. I was emotionally invested in the prim, mannish, umbreen scenario. The villains I thought worked. You know, the characters, though they weren't really needed, like you said, like Graham and them. I liked Graham's dialogue. Ryan, whatever, but I thought Yaz and had a great emotional little story there that she was in, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed that episode. I thought it had a good message, and like we said before, if the story is done right in the episode, it can tell, it can have a message. And I thought that the message was what I was talking about earlier with how, you know, the borders and how they just all of a sudden now, you know, everyone's supposed to just hate each other, mm-hmm. you know, because someone in a political stance said to. And managed fell victim to that, and turns on his own brother. Because I, I, we see that even today's day, they're like, you know, we like with soldiers in different countries, they're like, this isn't what I fought for. People are like, you fought for this. I was like, no, this right. is not what I fought for. Right. You're doing the opposite of what I fought for. So I think I am. I agree with you at the same time. Disagree with you. Yeah. Well, obviously, we have a huge difference in jelly babies. Right. <laughs> so, 
I will agree with you that I thought that this was the best episode of the series so far. Not including Rosa. Well, again, we're not talking yeah. about Rosa. I, I think this was the best episode so far. That's not saying much. That's not saying much in, to me. The things that you just said are true if they were done the way the, the story tried to intend to do. I thought it worked fine. The my where where I fall off the rails, number one, and is the bait and switch thing I keep talking about, is that I don't know why you didn't like it. I thought it worked. No, because then at that point you you come to find out that really the whole the whole bad guy was mannish and society basically. Right, but what I'm saying is this is like I thought it worked. Three fifths or four fifths through the story, we're told how the story ends and then it ends that way so so the the peril for me the stakes meant nothing at that point well this i think this is the first episode you and i have kind of disagreed on yeah and that's fine I, I i can see i can see where people watch this episode and enjoy it i can like my own personal viewing of it was is that there were no the emotional investment kept coming and going instead of staying constant throughout the other things that i didn't like about the episode were that i thought the villains while they or they, we say villains but they ended up not being villains while they were they served a purpose so to speak again it really just wasn't important like yeah, the the maybe what they're doing is is honorable and you know yeah. something they do, but I I just saw that and afterwards it was like who cares? You know what would have been really cool is at the end. You know we see all the floating heads of all the people they've watched, been there for when they died. Witnessed. We witnessed. If we'd have seen someone like Bill like, or Nardal. Oh yeah, like maybe there was. And we or just didn't Miss, you know, Missy or something. Yeah, that would that would have been interesting. Like they were there for that, you know, something like that. Uh, I think that'd been really freaking cool, man. Yeah, that would have been cool. I would I would have enjoyed seeing that, but there, it just I don't know. And then here's the other thing, and I've got to say it. I just have to say <sighs> it. Of course you do. Is we have another episode. I knew I knew it was coming. I'm actually surprised it didn't come sooner. Well, because I didn't. Okay. I'm talking about the whole PC element of it, and with that, before it was, it, it had previous episodes, like with the Serenga uh, Conundrum and whatnot, I felt like it was prominent. In this episode, it wasn't as prominent, like it did take a back seat, the whole religion thing. But, again, we 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 have another episode where it's like, we're, we're, we're going over very divisive yeah. things. Yeah, like these two people shouldn't be together, but they try. Kind of like a Romeo and Juliet-esque thing. Right. And everything nowadays is so politicized. So politicized. And I just... I just don't... I, I don't want that... Every episode to be a Every episode. Statement. I'm all on board for episodes... Yeah, we've Teaching talked about it. A lesson. Teach a lesson, tell a story, but you got to do it the right way. I have no problem with that. And I have no problem with an episode talking about this topic in particular. Mm -hmm. And I think the message that it was actually conveying is, is a good message. 
that people, that borders don't define people, that their religions don't define people, that people can find common ground regardless of their backgrounds. I Yeah, love is love, because you know, the doctor ties that whole speech about love. Boy, that was... Duh. I would listen to that, and I was like, man, I, imagine Peter Capaldi saying that. Like, it's... Yeah. No. So the doctor <laughs> saying that, I was just like, whoa, that was crazy. But that was another minor thing. I just... Like I said, I, I feel like it's it's just a little too much. Just a little bit. Well, I mean, a like, sense, don't yeah, crucify me here. Things. Just yeah. a little bit. We are we are just two guys giving our opinions. And like, and that's <laughs> what I say is it's just scary talking about that stuff. And it, it just my honest opinion, I just feel like just just rail it in just a little bit you, you know i just remembered uh back in some of the older episodes we had a whole episode talking about the diversity in doctor who yeah and when we were talking about these new companions mm -hmm. and the doctor getting in here we were talking about if we thought that race and the politicalness of racism was going to become prominent in the new series and so far we've seen it well i i, I look if, if i go back to that episode i'm pretty sure i said that they were going to stay away from this kind of stuff yeah so, you know, like, I, I thought they were going to go right down the middle. I can't remember what I said. I may have been opposite of you. I can't, Or I may have been on it with you. I can't remember. I, I Honestly, uh, I look back through it, but I just remember that popped in my head just then that we had a whole episode about that, and it's here. Yeah, it's definitely here now. We're getting it in full force, and I would feel less upset about it. Or not upset. I, I, I'm, I'm finding a hard time coming up with a word. Maybe just... Un, I'd find myself less uninterested. Less jaded. Jaded, know. maybe. Maybe, no, maybe not. If the stories themselves were at least narratively strong. Yeah. And we said this before. It all comes down to the writing. Everything does. But it just... It, because, of, because the stories aren't narratively strong, it makes me look at why, and it just... My opinion, it feels like they're more... They're more interested in sending you a message than the character development and story progression right. and stuff i agree with you there and we talked about it so but overall i enjoy this episode more than all the rest and so i'm gonna i'm gonna give it my highest rating yet by far well mine got the highest rating i've given so far that as is well. also true <laughs> so i i'm i'm still optimistic but man it's it's it we're we're getting closer and closer to the series finale, and... Yeah, we are. Only four more episodes. And here's... That's another big thing to talk about, is that it being this close, it's like... Yeah, if we, ha if we have to say it, with four episodes left to go, there is nothing on the line for the end. Right. Like there I'm is no story like, oh man, what's going to happen to this character? We're almost there. You know, like the whole the whole thing with Missy during previous ones is we kind of saw bits and pieces and was curious what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. We don't have a series wide arc for any of them other than maybe the a Graham Ryan thing. That's really the only arc character wise we have, and we haven't seen much of that in the past episode or so. Right. There's the other things you know they've done it in the past where uh, we knew the doctor, the actor for the doctor was leaving, so that made you more interested in seeing. Yeah. Man. Or we had the, like you said, the Missy thing or the Bad Wolf thing. Things that kind of were building. There's nothing 
building. There's towards. nothing. No, no series arcs or anything like that. And I just the character development isn't on pace with the series. So there's not. I don't know. There's not something making me at the end go. What's gonna happen? Here's another thing. And there's that, always another thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we're we're getting towards the end here, but there was one thing that I thought about and I wanted to bring up to you was. Do you feel this the Doctor's connection with any of these characters? I'm t- talking about Ram, Graham, Ram, Ryan, Graham, and yes, Ram. Just smash them Rams. together. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna come up with a nickname for them uh, all together. Just combine all the names. Not really. Uh, I know they wanted to build it up as a. These are my new friends because she kept doing that. These are my new friends. These are my best friends. Oh, we can't have a thing without Yaz. And do you realize that's the only one she does that with? Mm. What's a? What's I've never had coffee at Yaz's before. What's the world without Yaz? Can't have a world without Yaz. Right. But we don't. Yeah, we don't get. We don't get that sense of companion doctor relationship as much as we did previous ones like you know the doctor with amy and rory family you know there's that sense of they are family right together um donna and the doctor best friends you know right. clara and the doctor who cares best friends they yeah were, i guess well, see here's the thing is okay we had looking back at rose uh, and the doctor you had the love interest let's let's just go back in chronological start, start. order okay is you look at the doctor and and Bill, obviously the doctor had been recovering from losing two very important people to him and decided to invest in an eager young companion who who saw the world, you know, fresh. And it, it brought the doctor back from seeing the world through his jaded vision. Yes. We get, you know, the doctor and Clara, who are obviously best friends, and you got to think about... How long the doctor knew Clara? Yeah, of course. Everything like that. It was it was built, you know, there and the the way they wrote it. Eventually, Clara almost became an equal to the, the yeah, doctor. Yeah, exactly. She built up to be kind of the equal to the doctor. Then we get Amy and Rory. Amy, well, yeah, Amy and Rory, and obviously, like there's you said, family it was like they were like family. And then you know, even before that, we had Donna and. Rose and, and yeah. Martha and all that. It's, it's so I, there was there was something there. That, that's what that's what I was trying to get at. Is there was something between all the companions of the doctors of the past, but this one there's not there's not really that. If they're gonna make it friendship, they need to somehow make it more appealing. Yeah, there's not so far. It just feels like the doctor has them there because she want she just doesn't want to be alone. Yeah, and and that's the thing is. If, I'm going to use Matt Smith as an example because it, it's so apparent when he's with Amy and Rory. There's so many episodes that I can think of when he's like, Amy, you have to do this. You have to. And he's like almost tearing up and stuff like that. And Rory, you know, and there's all these emotions because they're family. But then this one, I haven't really picked up on the overall connection. I get what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it. Well, the, it's just like if you were to take Yaz, Graham, and Ryan out and put three other people in there. It would do the same thing. It would be, to the doctor anyway, it would be like, they, it would be like the same thing. Yeah. It's just like you were, it's almost like they're warm bodies. Yeah, you, they gotta have somehow connect them better. But, and, and, but to our point, there's not a whole lot of time left. Right. You have four episodes to get us 
ready for maybe a year hiatus. Right. You know, like how are you going to keep me hooked till the next year? Yeah, we we obviously we don't know that for sure, but well, yeah, I but see what you just, mean. Yeah. I see what you mean, and so far they just haven't done it. Like, if the season continues to go the way that it's going, all you and I are going to be looking forward to is like, man, I can't wait till Doctor Who comes back and see what they do differently. Yes. You know, and I don't, I don't want that. You know, I, I don't know. You know, we beat into it. We beat into the ground. I don't. You know, I don't want to. We're not here to bash. We're just here to talk, and I know I'm it seems like we're doing, I know, it seems like we're doing a lot of bashing, but it's because we love the show so much that we're just giving it how, how I see it. Right. You know. Right. But that's it. That's our review for episode six, Demons we're, of the Punjab. Yeah, and remember, uh, you know, Anchor.fm/slash Doctor Who. You can leave us a message up to a minute long. Let us know what you thought of it. Let us know if you agree. You know, you get a lot of stuff said in a minute. So let us know what you think of it. Or Facebook.com. You know, let us know. But we're curious to see what y'all think of these episodes after we give our opinions. Right, right, absolutely. Um, so, before we end this week's episode, let's jump into my favorite bit of every episode. <laughs> and that is this week's classic clip of the week. worried about the temple flicker in sector 13. There's a bicentino refit of the TARDIS to book in. I must just pop over to center I-7 and then perhaps a quick holiday. Right, that all seems quite clear. Just three small points. Where am I? Who am I? And who are you? The Rani! Stay back! This is idiotic. You'll injure yourself. Why should you care? Since you were exiled from Gallifrey, you've had nothing but contempt for all other Time Lords. My contempt started long before my exile. And what do you want with me? And where's Mal? She's perfectly safe, but how long she remains so depends on you. You're up to something. Perhaps I'll find the answer on this. You won't recognize the planet. It's Lacertia. And there's no evidence that it's ever been graced by your meddling presence. You're trying to deflect me. So the answer is on here. Quarks. On up. One down, one strange matter. That asteroid is composed of strange matter. What monstrous experiment are you dabbling in now? I didn't go to the trouble of bringing you here just to discuss the ethics of my work. Ethics? Don't be such a hypocrite. Your past is littered with the mutilated results of your unethical experiments. I had all I could take of that cant in our university days. Am I expected to abandon my research because of the side effects on inferior species? Are you prepared to abandon walking in case you squash an insect underfoot? Stay away! Whatever you brought me here for, I'm having no part of it! Leave him there! He may be hurt! Sam, don't interfere! I'll deal with you later. And that's the last time she will interfere. I'll smash it! I'll smash it to pieces! Get in here! 
there it was. That was the classic clip of the week, and I'm looking over at Sean right now, and he's got a really puzzled look. Are you okay? I. I just don't watch a lot of classic. Yeah. And maybe it's because I know. I I can't even say I know about like actors and stuff like that because I'm not one, but I'm trying to watch that. Because that was the seventh, seventh Doctor, and I'm trying to figure out what just happened. Right. So this is just like last week. It was an uh, it was a clip where it was immediately after the third Doctor had regenerated to the fourth Doctor. Well, this was the same thing. It was yeah. the sixth Doctor had just regenerated to the seventh Doctor, which small tidbit of information about that is Colin Baker didn't come back to do the regeneration. So, oh, I knew that. Yeah. yeah, it was like in a wig. So Sylvester McCoy ended up doing... He's the only actor to ever, even if, for, if it was for a brief moment, to play two different versions of the Doctor. Yeah. But, so, that this was after that. And then we meet the Ronnie. Mm-hmm. And I know you don't know who the Ronnie is. Well, I know it based on some lore. It's just what, an evil Time Lady, right? Right, Time Lady... And that was some of the speculation that that's who Missy was back in the day. Ah, yeah, I remember that. That that was a regeneration of the Ronnie. So, like, what what was your what was your take of Sylvester McCoy as the Doctor? I, it was weird because uh, you know I've seen tidbits, but right then it, it was like, okay, the dude fell like three times, like right. very comedically fell three times. Right. So that's actually an interesting point, and that's one of the reasons that he was brought on to do this show. Sylvester McCoy was a physical actor. He was uh, for children and, and did, did comedies and stuff. Gotcha. So he, he was very much a pratfall type of actor. Like, oh no! And, yeah. and that's initially how they brought that doctor in, is they wanted him to be kind of like a, you know... I don't want to say Three Stooges, but like a kind of, you know, slip on a banana Yeah, I kind, of, I kind of got that sense. Like, yeah, very, very physical, yeah, very physical. They eventually, as the as, as the that Doctor went on, it went to a more darker side, so you didn't see that nearly as much. But I, I just wanted to see your reactions to it. And then <laughs> I also loved watching your reaction at the cheesy special effects yeah the, the little blue sparkles or whatever i guess that stunned him or something like right. I, I don't know but uh the chicken people that's what i called them just the, right. the chicken yeah. people because they kind of look like <laughs> humanoid chickens to me that it there's obviously a lot of it, it, it it's easy to go look back and yeah go like you know all but that was high end then right yeah yeah and then the the the, the very 80s music going on in the background i, yeah. I found it interesting so there it is. There's a classic clip of the week. We enjoyed it. That was it was it's always fun when I uh, watch classic stuff. So we're we're gonna keep going and going. I'm gonna end up <laughs> maybe this is how I'll get you to watch classic Dark Crew is very slowly with clips. Yeah, we'll get to episode one thousand or something. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome to the you know, 400th episode of the GBS podcast. Sean has finally seen the first episode of Classic Who. Right, right. Watch, <laughs> watched it in a little bit. So that's gonna do it for this week of GBS. I'm Jace. And I'm Sean. And we're hopping in our TARDISes, and we will catch you guys next week.